It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van And welcome to Car Con Carne. I'm James Van Ostel. Back in the home office, here's the thing. Earlier this week, earlier on Monday, Carcoon Carne, back in the car, I was there with John San Juan of Hush Drops. We ate food at the Village Inn Pizzeria in Skokie, a lovely place. And moving forward, from this point forward, at least once a week, I'll be back in the car because it is Carcoon Carne, and I'll be sitting with vaccinated guests as we eat delicious food all around the city and suburbs. That is the plan. So... Before I bring on tonight's guests who are waiting patiently in the wings, I just wanted to mention what has to be the most radio, radio story in recent memory. Now, I left radio this summer. I changed careers, changed industries. Uh, what you're listening to, what you're watching right here, this is what radio is in 2021, in the 21st century. There, there are no playlists of high rotating record company priorities, like 20 songs on high rotation, um, podcast don't trade promotional appearances or performances for overnight payola spins podcasting rules i've been doing this one for 683 episodes as of right now but this radio story it's the most radio radio story i swear so back in september september 27th 2021 robert feeder the long-running chicago media journalist sun times daily herald um published the story with the headline wtmx morning star eric ferguson sued for unwelcome sexual relationship so a lot of us at that moment had had the question running through our head. Oh, my God, what happens next to the mix to the mix to WTMX? What what's going to become of this radio station? Well, earlier today, WTMX, the mix won the National Association of Broadcasters highest honor a Marconi Award for adult. Or the, oh, yes. The adult contemporary station of the year, the AC station of the year, as awarded by the NAB. Congratulations, WTMX. I know people who work for the station. I realize they're left to carry the mess, but. But wow, the optics of this winner are they're, they're tragically comic. So that aside, if you're watching this on Facebook or YouTube, you may notice I'm using a new microphone. This is very exciting. This is one of the biggest changes to happen to Carcon Carne in its near eight-year history. Uh, this is the MV7X podcast microphone from Sure. I'm loving it. I hope I sound good. I should probably ask my guests if I sound good, but they're going to lie. They're going to tell me I sound good no matter what um, because they're kind, loving souls. Uh, here it is. It is Mirrors joining me it's two eyes two hours mirrors joining me you can see them tomorrow night if you're watching this listening to this on the 10th on wednesday the 10th tomorrow night at the hideout they're on a bill with another spectacular local band moritat uh mirrors nice to see you guys all five of you have like framed yourselves perfectly for the proceedings so good you really do sound good do i does the mic sound good it's the microphone sounds yeah, awesome it's man. incredible man and you're not just saying that are you no way. <laughs> no. I, I do think it sounds better it, it's it it, it it kind of knocks out all the external sound just focuses on the voice it's a really nice microphone for podcasting maybe not for vocals for for a band but for podcasting this is dead on we so could think, try yeah. invite me to the studio the lovely people at sure aren't they um just north of skokie aren't they yeah they're they're right on tui avenue the the big gorgeous windowed headquarters right right by the walmart 
Beautiful. And the train tracks. Yeah. No, I love short local. Good point. Local business. Love them. Uh, but that's all beside the point. The point is you are mirrors. And generally speaking, this band mirrors is kind of mysterious, kind of hidden in the shadows. You don't really see mirrors in, in the daylight. You don't see all their faces. But here you are um, kind of shattering the illusion and blowing your cover a little bit. I think a big part of that has been the fact that we were basically releasing things during pandemic and not able to play out and support the things that we're writing here. So we had to figure something else out, <laughs> you know? Well, speaking of the pandemic, it, it seems like you've been incredibly productive over the past 18, 19 months. I mean, well, let me take a step back. Sure. Sure. The band started a couple years ago, but Brian and Sean, you guys have known each other essentially forever, like since the beginning of the 2000s, right? Yes. 20, 21 years, something like that. All right. So how did you meet? On an airplane. Like an accidental brush with one another? Did you recognize each other? Yeah, I think I was sitting, I think, behind Sean, and I was super jazzed about um, Sigaros. I had just discovered Sigaros, and I was listening to them, and if I'm not mistaken, my Discman. And um, awesome. I was, awesome. I was um, my yeah. Sony discman. I was super jazzed about yeah. this band. And the plane was relatively empty. And there's this guy sitting in front of me who looks like he's probably a musician. So I tapped him on the shoulder and asked him if he'd heard of Sigaros. And uh, then we became friends. <laughs> it was pretty quick. That's amazing. I, I think the most impressive part is just how outgoing and social you are. That's all on Brian. And, and surprisingly, I'm the one that's usually more a little more outspoken. But the first thing that I ever I ever ever heard his voice was, hey, listen to this. Or hey, no, it was, hey, man, listen to this. And then I heard about his band. So I went home. I think he was on. He was ready. He was going to Atlanta or something. And I was going to Atlanta for something else for music. And I went home and checked him out and found out he was in this band and just became a fan. And we became friends. Oh, I love how that works. OK, so. You are Brian and Sean, and the other three guys, we've got Patrick, Dimitri, and Andre all here. Nice to see you guys, too. We're not ignoring you, I swear. We're cool, man. We got you. <laughs> so let, let's go back to the productive pandemic, because you, you did do a slow drip of singles during the pandemic. Excellent songs. But now you're ready. Like, as, we, as we're heading into a new year, there's an album ready to go. Like, you've, you've got enough content to put something big and official out what's the plan for that we'll be called motion picture and we'll be out in the spring we'd like to play as many shows as we can around that time of release to support it and that doesn't mean that they all take place in chicago um but i think right now we want to finish preparing that i think that we want to start just playing out man we've been waiting to play out for a long time so we got to play a show last month at Chop Shop. Hide out so tomorrow. How did that feel? Because I was going to mention the Chop Shop show. I mean, because as you were sitting in quarantine, writing songs, were you kind of wondering, well, will people be there for us when we come out of this? Will people, will, will shit be the same? Were you, were you wondering yeah, that? It was really fun. I mean, the event was, um, it was unconventional. It was a fundraiser. So um, it wasn't like it was advertised heavily for our for our fans, it was um, an opportunity. I I look at it, it as an opportunity to play our music for strangers and to do kind of a warm up, mm -hmm. um, like a full production, a 
a full production rehearsal, you know? Um, it was super fun. The, the crowd wasn't our crowd necessarily that showed up, um, but we made some fans. And I think that, I mean, pretty much right off the bat, heads were turning, people were dancing. Oh, what's this? And that was really, it, it put some gas in the tank for us, I think, on the stage, you know? Um, it was inspiring. It was encouraging. It's, it's interesting. I went to my first packed club show since everything happened. Where I was went it? To my, uh, Bottom Lounge. Okay. So I, I've been to other shows, but this was my first packed club show. And it was this past weekend. And it felt weird at first. Yeah. I'm like, this all is familiar. I get how to do this, but it feels weird. So I kind of clung to the back wall for a little bit by myself. But then about 30 minutes in, I'm like, oh, no, I get this. This is this is what I do. This is. This is how this all works. But it, it, there was that like brief moment of I need to reacclimate to this, even though <laughs> even though chronologically it hadn't been that long. It just is is this safe? Am I OK? Are we cool? Can I do this? Yes. How many people behind you like, were? How many people? Like, were oh, I was holding I was holding up the wall. I was next to the I was uh, stage right by the soundboard in the wall. Were there others joining you because they were feeling the same way? I, there were a few, a few couples, actually. Okay. And I got to say that that back corner wall of bottom lounge, not at all comfortable. There's a little ledge there. There's no way to like stand against it without the ledge pressing up against your back. You can't rest your elbow on it. I, I finally realized, well, this isn't comfortable and I should be closer up. So that was what I did. Good. And the bottom lounge is weird. Not to not to go off too much of a tangent, but like the bat, the, the ladies room is like right there, basically on the floor. It's cavernous, but then it's. Yeah, it's a weird layout. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> It's a weird layout. Uh, you know, it's not a weird layout. The hideout where you're going to play tomorrow night uh, on, on the 11th. Uh, that band Moritab, they're awesome too. They are. One like this is, a, this is a great bill. Yeah, I, I love Venus and Khan and Corey, and I'm really excited to hear their new record. I'm going to get together with Khan and listen to it. Um, they write stuff that I haven't heard, and I think that's exciting. Uh, the thing about tomorrow's show tomorrow's show is later start like 9 30 i feel like the entire world is already in holiday mode like all right we're back to staying up late on, on weeknights again who gives a shit it's almost thanksgiving and if it's almost thanksgiving it's almost christmas like everyone's just in that kind of mode like let's go out and do it five homes of christmas lights tonight yeah. Yeah. they're out they're out uh so that's happening in hideout love the hideout a great venue to support um love tim and katie i love that love that room it's such a such a wonderful spot. So you've got an album coming in spring. What's this about a film? You're doing a movie too, or what, what is this? We, we filmed, um, I guess a live performance of, I mean, probably half of our album a little bit more than um, that, yeah. at Narwhal where we have been mixing our album with Brian Deck. And, all right. So Narwhal for people who don't know, recording studio brian deck who's you know the stalwart uh presence in the chicago music scene i was just listening to, just listening to red red meat like two days ago love brian deck um so you, you filmed it in our wall yeah and we um we we had a camera crew come and do a proper film you know a proper what was it three camera four three, four camera shot yeah at least yeah um it was super fun we've added supplemental content uh, a few of the videographers came by our rehearsal spot and um, hung out for rehearsal filmed some b-roll stuff um yeah 
So what will that hit? Tick all the boxes. You'll laugh. You'll cry. <laughs> so will, will that hit at the same time as the as the album in spring? Yeah, I think the goal is to um, put out a couple singles beforehand of stuff that we've already put out in terms of you know, sonically, but we want to have a visual to it. Mm-hmm. Um, working with the guys at Couchfire was a lot of fun. Nick Drew, Matt Harris, and Kevin. Um, it's nice to, I met them through the guys at Rosebud at the label, Billy and, uh, and Jason were running for a while. And through that, I sort of felt that they could work with what we wanted to do. We shot it in black and white. Um, we had a lot of options. So I think it started out as documenting a set that was sort of taking the place of going to see a live show. Mm-hmm. A lot of bands were doing that though. They were doing that on this, sure. you know, mm-hmm. virtual tip jar. That's, great and people need to make money but we wanted to have fun with it and make something a little bit more involved in that and i think it wound up being a little bit more than just a performance it wound up being like a small film of some sort and a, a lot of that took shape as it was being made which i think was kind of fun we had the time to do it obviously and see this just makes sense to me because the songs i know from mirrors sound visual it's a weird thing to say but th- there's a visual aspect to the, to the soundscapes you create so I think it only makes sense to expand what you're doing musically to visuals. You want to see music. Yeah. I mean, I, I've said this before, too. I'm surprised coming out of the pandemic that there hasn't been a full-blown music video renaissance. As bands couldn't tour, as bands couldn't play, I'm surprised that more bands didn't grab a camera, grab their cell phone, and find yeah. out ways to express themselves that way. A lot of them, a lot of them were on your live streaming. Like, like kind of how we are right now. A lot of people yeah. were live and playing for whoever would hop on their page and watch them because yeah. that was the only shows they could do safely. Oh, right. And, and there's still so much of that. I was talking more like MTV, like music videos, sure. Actual, you know, like artistic video concepts. Why? Yeah. Why I do it? think that a lot of people during the pandemic, like if you look at stats, like a billion people started YouTube channels. And I think a lot of people, rather than making music videos, like a lot of people took that opportunity to learn how to use DSLRs and Final Cut and just started YouTube channels, you know? Yeah, no, that, that's totally fair. A lot of people started podcasts, too. Yeah, they did. know that the, the Internet's <laughs> literally or, or, or two of them. podcasts. Working on themselves. <laughs> just spending time on themselves, Patrick. Doing no, it, right, it's so a good point though because I've, I've wondered why no one, like, why MTV knows the criticism they get. People have T-shirts with with jokes about MTV on them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're mean. So why doesn't someone? It doesn't take a lot of money to do it. Why doesn't someone just switch the programming? No one gives a shit about Jersey Shore. Or reality television at that level anymore on MTV. They don't have huge ratings, but they still exist as a channel. MTV One, MTV Two, MTV Three, those are still out. So why don't they just? I, you know, I, I constantly wow. come back to the, the, the idea or the, the topic of curation. It's really hard to find curators of music, even though, ironically, everything you could ever want is available in some way, shape, or form. On the and everyone calls themselves a curator, too. You know? Right. It's so hard to identify two or three curators you can trust. I don't necessarily trust my Spotify algorithm when they bubble up stuff to me. There is something to be said for a more human touch and like a video channel would be awesome. Like a live streaming 24 seven, all music videos. I'm sold. I'm there. 
instead of trying to find stuff on YouTube. Tell me what I should be watching. Point me in the right direction. Do specialty shows. Yeah, I miss that. That's a good point. I wonder why there aren't more music videos. Maybe it's just because the, you know, the Netflix series has taken the attention space of what would, where music video, of the space the music videos would fill. Oh, for sure. There are too many platforms, way too many platforms right now. I mean, as it stands, I subscribe to HBO, Shutter, Netflix, Disney Plus, only because I want to see Hulu. I want to see Shang-Chi on on Friday, uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, I mean, do you think, think, this is what I've been thinking for a while, all these little places are starting their own apps and streaming services. It's all, I feel like it's all going to go back full circle. Someone's going to aggregate all of those again and then give them to you at a premium price. It's going to be like cable all like over. Cable it's going it to be out. cable all over again. Sure. Oh, yeah. When when I hear about new stuff coming to Peacock and Paramount Plus, I'm like, that's sweet, but I can't. I can't. I'm done. I'm mm-hmm. tapped out. There, there's, there's no more room for platforms. I'm sorry. I'm out. Yeah. Good, good luck with your new Star Trek series. I can't do it. Sorry. You know what, yeah. though? Like Rick and Morty. <laughs> Rick and Morty is so great that it like commands a rabid fan mm-hmm. base right and maybe people just aren't making interesting enough music <clears throat> videos to to make you look yeah i mean it, you know when i said I, I was surprised that more or that there wasn't a video renaissance during the pandemic i also recognized the fact that the pandemic was paralytic to a lot of creatives i mean it was hard for a lot of people to to think point. around it and they, they couldn't create i mean it was you know for a lot of people it was just it was survival mode like oh my god i just need to make it through the day and not completely freak out and lose my shit and i get that too and a lot of creatives were hit by that and they couldn't think like that but that said i'm, I'm surprised there isn't more also tiktok oh. fair fair i mean is that the answer is that the the new video channel basically yes, yes. That's a, that's a great point. Yeah, I didn't think about that. In fact, I think we're going to be on it. <laughs> so. you probably, I mean, you should, right? I mean, yeah, sure. it, it's yeah. tough when, when you're a musician thinking of a digital strategy because you kind of want to be everywhere, but no, no artist is awesome on every platform. Like you kind of have to pick and choose where you're going to conquer yeah, and be, be great. Sure. Yeah, because some, some artists are fantastic on Twitter. Others don't even understand how to write in you know 240 characters or less. Or spell. And, or spell. Oh, I, th- I think we learned during the pandemic as we all spend more time on our phones, there's a lot of really terrible spelling out in the universe. Right. The thing that bums me out is how many memes are shared with incorrect spelling or bad grammar. <laughs> that makes it funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when they're like, <laughs> yeah. I, sometimes when they're on. Makes yeah. it good. I think it's on purpose. Makes it good. Like, stop passing this around that you're not helping. You're not helping. It's bringing everything down. It's idiocracy. All right. Mirrors tomorrow night. If you're if you're watching this or listening to this on the 10th of November, tomorrow night's the night. It is mirrors. It is more attached at the hideout. Mirrors as they are ready to put out new music that you can have and hold and stream early next year you can watch them play uh i think your band sounds awesome and i i feel like i know it's been a weird two years for you i, I think things are, are going to really start falling into place for you guys i love what you love what you're doing i really hope so and i look forward to sending you more music also i want to make a point our, our friend quinn Kirshner, who you may know he's one of my favorite drummers in the city of chicago <laughs> and beyond 
he is also going to be playing vinyl records before and between and after. So I think it's worth showing up because each time he spins, it's, it's interesting. He doesn't just play records. He has a thing going on. That's pretty cool. It's a show start to finish. It is a show you're going to see tomorrow at the high school. Swallowing bearded woman. Correct. All of it. Count me in. Yep. All right. I'm going to stop the stream. Stay right there mirrors. I'm going to stop the stream, but thank you for doing this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, James.